Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to our Saturday night broadcast of Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number, as always, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer over the course of the next two hours, please give us a call. So, for the next two hours, um, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. So, um, let's seek the Holy Spirit. Seek the face of the Father. Holy Spirit, we rest and give you complete and total control over the next two hours of this broadcast. That you would magnify and glorify the name of Jesus Christ through it. Father God, that your will would be accomplished. That your dominion would be manifest tonight in the lives of those who are listening. Father, we yield the course of this program and say that you can have your way with it. Father, we hide ourselves behind the cross of Calvary knowing that your word declared that it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. Father, tonight, we ask, hmm, you're already glorified, Lord. Jesus, the word declares that you were given the name that is above every name. And so we, as your word declares, when it says to be still and know that you are God, Father, we turn our hearts to you tonight, Lord. Resting in the knowledge of the completed work of the cross. Resting in the righteousness which we have through faith in you, Lord. Not by our own works, but by your grace we are saved through faith. Jesus, you said to you, pray the Lord of the harvest, that he would send laborers out into the harvest. So, Father, tonight we stand in the gap on behalf of every nation of this earth, Lord, asking for you to send laborers into the harvest fields, Father. Raise up intercessors, Lord, to stand in the gap on behalf of the nations. Lord, that your word would go forth from every nation, Lord, that your name would be glorified, that your name would be magnified tonight, Jesus. Father, the people who are listening tonight, we don't know what their needs are, Lord, but you do. And knowing that your word declares that you will never leave us or forsake us and that you're with us wherever we go. Father, we know that you're right there in the room listening with them. So God, tonight I ask that you would meet them at the point of their need, Lord. Whatever need they have, Father, that you being all-sufficient, you being the God who is more than enough, Father, that you would meet them tonight, Lord. Strengthen them with might by your spirit in the inner man. 
Give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Father, let the eyes of their heart be flooded with light, that they would know what is the hope of their calling. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus Christ to us tonight through the word, Lord. Quicken our hearts, quicken our minds to receive from you tonight, Lord. So, I guess a couple, um, at least, well, not a couple, I guess one announcement. Um, Many of you are aware we do this broadcast seven nights a week, two hours a night, and um, you would almost think that's enough. It's um, been a long year, and I guess it's been a year and a couple of months now we've been doing these broadcasts, and um, and there was a brief period where we took a took we took a break, but for the most part it's been um, except for like a month or two, it's been two hours a night, seven days a week. Um, not because we thought we could have a really amazing radio station program. Not because um, we thought we were even very good ministers of the gospel. Because everything we do is literally um, with faith that the Holy Spirit will be in control. And we always yield these broadcasts to him. That the will of the Father would be done in him, whatever that may be on any particular night. Um because we're fully persuaded that the people who do listen to these broadcasts, even if whether they're regular listeners or someone who may just be listening for the first time or one time, we believe that the Holy Spirit has them here for a reason, that they'll hear something that will um, touch their heart, something that will bless them, something that will give them um, strength and encouragement and the faithfulness of God through Christ Jesus. And so two hours a night, um, we've been doing this, me, Chris, and um, recently we were joined by Paul. And um, I have to admit, it's very tiring at times. Um, not in a bad way. Um, tiring as far as it's um, pretty hard to go go to work all day and then come home and do a broadcast for two hours. But you know what? Every single time that we do these broadcasts every night when someone gets healed or a marriage is restored or someone gets saved. It makes every minute worth it. And, <clears throat> excuse me, in the same manner, um, starting tomorrow by faith, we are going to um, start having a um, Sunday morning service, sort of like a church service. Um, but literally, um, it'll be 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, um, in the United States, and, um, and it won't just be, it won't be here on Blog Talk Radio, because we can't split up the broadcast, and we have to have our broadcast tomorrow night, as always, at 10 10 p.m., and so we're going to be using, um, another media tool, um, Ustream, um, to broadcast live um, sessions, um, which will be streaming live on our website. So anybody who um, feels led um, to listen in, um, 
it's going to be there. We realize um, that there's a lot of people who, for whatever reason, can't make it to church, um, may still want to go to church. And while we're not necessarily a church, um, we're still here um, interceding and praying and believing the Lord for his works to be accomplished and for the will of the Father to be accomplished in your lives. And pretty soon, um, me and Chris and Paul have um, set in motion to actually make an actual online church. I'm not really even exactly sure what that means. Um, as far as church, I think a lot of times um, we play church a lot. Um, and there's specific reasons um, for churches. Um, the Bible says to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together with your brethren. And you need to go to a place where you can be fed, where you can be encouraged, where you can be mentored. And in like manner, we're going to do that tomorrow morning. I have no, absolutely, I can tell you right now, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen tomorrow morning. Um, I'm sort of excited about it. Um, hopefully I can find my webcam so it will be uh, streaming live. Um, if not, it'll be audio, but I'm pretty sure I have a webcam around here somewhere. Um, and so that will be tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can just go to our website, which is prayerinternational.org, and there's a live show link you can click on. I believe we'll also have some kind of, hopefully, I think we'll have some kind of chat room set up so you can still um, get in with your prayer requests. Um, we'll probably set up between tonight and tomorrow at 10 a.m. I guess I'm going to need to figure out some way for people to call in who need prayer. Because, um, you know, this is, is just me. Um, the one thing I never, the one thing I don't like about church, um, and the, the idea of church, I don't mean churches, but the idea of churches. Um, as far as having um, the schedule and the routine, you have one person who is a pastor and who is in the position because God called him and um, led him to be in that position. But um, what happens if someone um, walks in and they need healing? Um, they can't really um, walk up to the front and ask for healing or something unless there's an altar call. Um and so it's one of the reasons I, I like the format we have here, where we pretty much leave it up to the Holy Spirit. If someone wants to call in for prayer, they can call in for prayer. If someone wants to call in for healing, they can call in for healing. Um, if someone needs to know Jesus, they can call in and we'll help them meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we want to be, um, me, Chris, and Paul want to be completely real with all of you out there about who we are about why we do this. Um, so there's never any doubt that we do this every night for the Lord Jesus. We do this every night because at any point in time, I'm convinced 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there's someone out there who is needing prayer for something. And when you're not in a, so, a so-called church service, um, then you may not always have someone to reach out to to get prayer. And so we always want to make ourselves available for that. Um, pretty soon, hopefully, um, if the Lord's willing, we'll actually have a 24-hour broadcast um, 
where people can call in 24 hours a day, and we can have worship 24 hours a day, and we can seek the Lord together, because we don't necessarily feel that this is just um, our ministry, um, Prayer International. Um, I know there's many ministries on Blog Talk Radio, um, many anointed men and women of God who host their own show, and so we don't by any means think that we're the only people out there that can pray for you, but we want to be considered more of um, a collaboration, which is pretty much um, if the Lord puts something on your heart, for people who are listening, call in if the Lord gave you an anointing to pray. Um, call in and we'll let you pray for people. Because um, we're all one members in the same body. And the Bible says that we're being built up to, for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And so that being said, um, this is not our broadcast. It's not our radio show. It belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and everything we do is through the Holy Spirit. And it all belongs to Him. So regardless of what happens, he gets all the glory, he gets all the praise, because he's the only one who deserves it, not us. So um, once again, join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. So we're going to take a um, quick break, go into worship for just a few minutes, and just stay with us. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458, and we'll be back in just a minute.
Well, welcome to Prayer International Radio. Um, for those of you who just joined us, our call in number tonight, 619-638-8458, um, which means if you need prayer for absolutely anything over the next two hours, give us a call. So we got announcements out of the way. Um, Father, I still have absolutely no idea where we're going tonight. So um, for those of you all listening, we may, have, we may end up having a lot of worship music tonight. Um, until the Holy Spirit actually says something. Um, hmm. And just so you know, brief periods of silence on the radio don't mean that we get disconnected. It um, sometimes can just mean that I'm listening and trying to see what the Lord is saying at that particular moment. Um Someone said in the chat room that they're not hearing anything. If y'all can hear me in the chat room, say something, please. Um, so I know it's not um, Block Talk having issues or my internet connection. tell if my medic can actually hear me or not, so we're going to go back to worship for just a minute while I check on the audio, and we will be right back. Glory in the high. Glory in the high. Glory. 
Well, welcome back to our broadcast. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. Um, you know, it says in um, Romans chapter 13, verse 11, And do this, knowing the time. Knowing the time, you know, it's interesting. Um, the Bible talks about redeeming the times for the days are evil. And what does it actually mean to know the time? It means knowing the time is short, meaning knowing that Jesus said that he's returning. He said, Behold, I come quickly. And as we sit around um, and watch the world around us, watch the things on the news, watch the people around us, watch the very spirit of this age consume the world around us, we must be ever more vigilant to understand the times that we're living in. Jesus spoke of knowing the times, um, knowing the seasons. And we're in a season knowing that he's coming back soon. It says, knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly, as in the day, not in revelry, not in drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. You know, let's talk, let's do this. Um, let's talk about Jesus for a second. If that's okay with all of you out there. We talk a lot about a lot on this broadcast um, about believing the Word of God and believing the Scriptures. We talk a lot about being a new creature in Christ Jesus, walking in the newness of life. And I hope, um, at least I think, um, if, the, if the Lord's willing, that we'll start. On our Sunday morning services that start tomorrow, we'll actually go start going through the scripture and just diving into it piece by piece um, to learn together what the Father says. Um, but when it says the time is the the, the the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Um, it means there's no more time left. It means that we must be serious. Um, and what I mean by that is the time of playing church and the time of playing Christianity, the time of walking one way during the day and another way during the night, the, night of, the, the time of having two different sides of us is coming to an end where 
a line needs to be drawn, not only for our sakes, but for that of the world around us, for those out there who are looking for the hope of the gospel, those who are in need of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because while the Bible says that we shouldn't judge, the world does judge us. It judges us based on our actions. It judges us by the words of our mouth. It judges us by our countenance, by our behavior. It judges us because it's looking around trying to see if we really believe what we say we believe. With so many um, spirits and people alone casting doubt in the vision, casting seeds of disbelief, trying to prove this and trying to prove that. and We don't need to be people who add to that by not being genuine in what we believe by <coughs> excuse me by not being genuine in the way we walk and you know we've got to um the bible says search me O god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting you know we have to look at our own lives and see are we actually walking in light or are we walking in darkness? Jesus said, if you love me, you'll follow my commands. And what is it in our lives that is not pleasing of the Holy Spirit? What is it in our lives, if anything, um, that you wouldn't feel comfortable doing if the Holy Spirit was in the room with you? Because it's... um. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. I know we talk about it, and we probably mention it every broadcast, and you can't really read the Bible without reading something about how the fact is God said that I will never leave you nor forsake you, and I'm with you wherever you go. The psalmist said, where can I go from your spirit, and where can I flee from your presence? Everywhere we go. The Bible says in... um, so since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off the sin that so easily besets us. Everywhere you go, whether here or there, he's there. You can't escape his presence. You can't escape the reach of his grasp. He's always there. And when you have that in mind, and you make it a point to live your life under the awareness of the always present presence of the Lord, you know, it sort of changes things. Because then it's never just you by yourself doing whatever. Um, It's you and the Lord. You know, someone once told me that character is what you do when other people are around and integrity is what you do when you're by yourself. But in reality, um, we're never alone (coughs) because the Holy Spirit's always with us. The presence of the Father is always around us. And how we conduct our lives really explains more than any amount of words, what we really believe. How we live our lives 
um, not only out in public but behind closed doors explains a lot about what we really believe. Um, you know, we could talk about um, praying for the sick and preaching the gospel, and, you know, um, it's all needed and it's all important. But, you know, beyond that, sometimes it's not the great huge sins that cause someone to fall. Sometimes it's the small things. Sometimes it's the tiny, tiny, what some people would consider personality traits, but the Bible declare that the Bible sometimes will declare sins, like um, gossiping. Um, doesn't really seem like that big of a deal to to a lot of people. You um, spreading rumors and ta and doing this and doing that and talking about this person and talking about this person. But when you stop and think about the commandments that the Lord gave, you realize there's a reason for them. Um, gossiping, on the, gossiping, for example, the Bible says in the book of James that blessing and cursing shouldn't come out of the same mouth. The Bible says that there is life and death in the power of your tongue. And whether you're in the room with someone or not, whether you're directly talking to someone or not, the words that you speak over them can either be a blessing or cursing to them whether or not you ever see them face to face, whether or not they ever hear the words that come out of your mouth. And so when we talk about walking in the light, walking in the newness of this life that Christ Jesus gave us, where the Bible says consider yourself to be dead to sin but alive to God, are we really doing that? Are we really walking that way? Because the things, the actions that you have, when you don't think your money's paying attention, will be manifested out there when people are. Because what what's at stake is not a reputation, but your heart. And we know the Bible says that God judges a man's heart. If you allow a little bit of sin to get in, um, you see, there's this progression of sin that you can notice if you pay attention, and um, not only in your personal life, but also in the world around us. And um, I'm going to say something here, and I don't want to offend anybody. Um, and the Lord knows my heart, I really don't. Um, I don't really think any sin is greater than any other sin. The Bible says um, there's none righteous, no, not one. Christ Jesus died for to save us all from our sins. Um, and forgiveness is not through works. It's the grace of God. It's through his mercy and the work he did on the cross that we're saved. And so, you know, before you go out there and you want to judge someone and say, okay, well, they're, um, they're a liar or they're a thief or they're this or or whatever you want to say about it. I mean, even if you don't want to name it sin, what if you just say, well, you think they're corrupt or you think that they're insincere or whatever? The question is, do you really know? Do you really know a person's heart? Um, man often tends to look on the outside of a person without being able to fully comprehend or see what's in their heart, which God does. And so that being said, um, for the sake of conversation and for this point about sin 
and we'll hopefully we'll probably get some more of them in a few minutes, but we'll take homosexuality. Um, what does the Bible say about it? The Bible says a lot about it, and, it's, and almost every time I say something about it, it's the same thing, um, which is that it's a sin. Now, does that mean necessarily that the person committing a sin is a horrible person? No, they could just be deceived. They could just not have the Holy Spirit have given them revelation. Um, it could be they don't know the Lord Jesus. You know, the Bible says that the um, that the flesh is enmity against the Spirit. And it says that those who are in the flesh pretty much can't comprehend the things of the Spirit. You can never go and try to fully explain the presence of God or the personality of God to someone who hasn't received the gift of the Holy Spirit because they'll never understand they might tell you, they may listen, and they may be like, okay, yeah, I got it. But they're not going to really fully get it. They're not going to get the revelation <clears throat> that we only get through the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, with sin, um, what happens first is that some sin will come along, and a group of people who claim to be righteous and holy will be like, okay, that's horrible. You can't do that, and they'll judge them, um, which is – you know, the Bible says what's right and wrong, and that's the judgment. It's the Bible. It doesn't matter what man's opinion is. All that matters is what the opinion of God is. So in the beginning, what will happen is there's a sin that will come along, and people will be against it, and they'll try to keep a righteous standard, um, declaring, okay, this is the truth of the gospel. Well, then what will happen is it will start getting personal. They'll end up knowing people or whatever, and... You know, then it'll get to a point that they'll get deceived and they'll start um, accepting it. And they'll be like, okay, well, it's not for me. It's not the sin I want to commit. I, I'm not going to go drink or I'm not going to go cheat on my wife or I'm not going to go commit homosexuality. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But you know what? If that other person wants to do it, that's fine. And so then sin has a doorway because now it's accepted as a normal habit that you may not agree with, but you allow or you accept. Then what happens after that is what's even worse is that sin becomes um, not only accepted, but condoned. Then we say it's okay. And at that point, is when it gets really dangerous because then we take the word of the Lord and we pretty much toss it out the window and we declare it really doesn't matter what God said about this because this action is okay and you know what there's absolutely nothing wrong with you doing that because it's okay well the Bible doesn't say that and you know regardless of whether it's politically correct or not in the long run his word is eternal we're not um, the world will pass away um, we'll have eternal life with him But it's not our words that are eternal It's his And I know this is like a really harsh um, Message here And I wouldn't really call it a message But you know It's true um, How many times are there churches Who will Promote said sin And claim you know it's okay God, God really doesn't care about that sin Um and they'll try to throw up there that we're all sinners, and they'll be like, okay, you know, this is your lifestyle. And it's not only a lifestyle, this is just part of who you are. Well, that's not true at all. Because the Bible declares who we are, not men. 
the Bible is the one that declares what men is and and what the scripture declares. So, and I think we may be having some more audio issues. Um, and I'm not sure if it's just the chat room or if it's um, blog talk. So let me go investigate, and we're going to put some more worship music on, and we'll be right back.
Okay, well, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something tonight, please give us a call. Um, I'm your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with Paul Pintor tonight. Um, taking your prayer requests for the next hour. Um, seeking the face of the Lord. So before the um, break, we had to take a longer break because some people were having audio difficulty. So before the break, we were talking about um, our lifestyles and sin and um, pretty much being real. Um, and, you know, the Bible says that he has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. And it says in Corinthians, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, the Bible says that in paraphrased terms, we're clay pots and he's the potter, continually shaping us and molding us. Um, you know, when we get saved, when we give our lives to the Lord and we trust him with our eternal salvation, um, we're saved and we have eternal life. But it doesn't mean that we're um and the Bible says we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. But it doesn't mean the transformation process happens immediately. That's why it says that he has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. And, you know, sanctification is an ongoing work. Um, the Bible says that he will complete the work that he started until the day of Christ. And that's for me, that's for you, that's for pretty much everybody out there who trusts in the Lord. Um, and so all of us um, have areas in our life um, that may not be perfect, may not be completely pleasing to the Lord. But the one thing you can be sure of is that the Holy Spirit will always try to lead you um, out of those areas. The Holy Spirit will always lay on your heart the things that please him, the things that don't. Um, and at the same time, is why we have to be um, always meditating upon the word of God, always in his presence, always seeking the face of the Father, so that we don't have anything in our lives that the enemy can use against us. Um, and, you know, I, I heard it described best. Um, I went to um, the International House of Prayer a couple of years ago um, and visited, and I got this uh, a couple of audio tapes to listen to in my car, and one of them was this um, girl, I don't remember what her name is, um, but she was talking about hearing the voice of God, and she said that she was talking about one of the biggest problems that we have is the fact that our minds are so cluttered with junk that at times it makes it hard for us to hear the voice of the Father. Um, I'm fully convinced that he's always speaking. He's always there to speak to us, but we can't always hear him, whether we don't know how to hear him, we haven't been taught how to hear the voice of the Father, or there's so many other things in our head, so many other things that are in our heart, it makes it almost impossible to hear the Father. Um, I've heard many people say that they'll go to pray or they'll go to read their Bible and they can't concentrate, they can't focus because five million other thoughts come in. They'll go to pray for someone and it would be hard to pray because there's always other things that are there outside of the Word of God, outside of His presence. Um, and, you know... Um, this isn't a game. It, it really isn't. Um, there are people who are out there that are hurt, 
and that are lost and people that desperately, desperately need the Lord Jesus Christ to interact in their life. There's people out there that need an answer. They don't need, um, I, I, I think he, that God may do something. They don't need, well, we can pray and just hope for the best. They need people who are so consumed with the Lord, people who are so confident in the abilities of the God that they claim that they serve, that there is no maybe when it comes to God. There's either yes or no. There's either God is who he says he is or he's not. There is either he can do what his word declares he can do or he, or he, he can't. And, you know, far too often we go out there and we give people um, such vague answers concerning the word of God, possibly because we don't completely believe it or believe what his word says or we don't live it. And it, so it doesn't become a reality in our life. It's not. It's something that we we practice as an action, but it's not a lifestyle. And the Bible says that we should walk in the spirit. Um, it says, "Walk in the spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh." I am so confident and persuaded that it is impossible to sin when you're thinking about the Lord, and that the only way to actually um, What's the what's the word for it? The only way to intentionally sin, and I don't mean sin um, as far as enjoying sin, but you know, all of us um, struggle at times with whatever it is, whether it's um, maybe you smoke or maybe you have a problem gossiping or who knows what it is. Um, it's between you and the Lord. Um, but it's almost like in order to sin, you actually have to not be thinking about the Lord. Um, or you start to think about the Lord and then you have to push those thoughts out of there and you make a choice at that very moment who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve your flesh or are you going to serve the Father? Um, and that sounds harsh, but it, but it's the reality of it. And I know the Bible says that if anyone confesses their sins, he is faithful to the just and for, to forgive them of their sins and to cleanse them from all unrighteousness. And I'm not saying that we, we're not going to sin. Because we are human And we're still being sanctified But we shouldn't be living In a lifestyle of um, Enjoying sin or condoning sin Or accepting sin We should be having a lifestyle That represents the life of Jesus Christ Upon this earth Because if we can't have that If we can't walk in that Then it's almost like we're Claiming to be something that we really don't believe if we're not actually willing to walk in it And I don't mean that you're going to be perfected and you're you're going to be perfect the minute you get saved And you're going to go out there and you're not going to have any problems And you're not going to struggle and the enemy's not going to attack you because he will But what I mean is um, You have to judge your heart. You have to let the Lord um, Really work in your own life um, To work in your heart to search you out to see what areas that you need to be obedient in that you haven't been. You know, maybe he wants you to go to church every Sunday. Maybe he wants you to tithe. Maybe he wants you to pray more for people. Maybe he wants you to do that. Maybe he wants you to do who knows what it is. Like I said, it's an area for you and the Lord. Um, you know, the scripture, the Bible says the word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And, you know, the word will always point you to a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It always will. 
Um, it's not vain, empty words that you just read um, because they're history. You read them because they're living, because they're living representation, a living pointer to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, the Holy Spirit will take the Word of God and make it alive and give you revelation in your life. And we know that revelation doesn't just give us a memory. It gives us a life-changing experience. When you... Um, or seeking the face of the Father and you get a revelation from him, um, it, it will change your life. It will change your outlook on everything. So as we go out in the world, um, you know, we really have to stop and think, how, how are we presenting ourselves to the world? And I don't mean that you have to go out there and stand on the street corner and yell at the top of your lungs, I'm a Christian, I believe in God. You shouldn't have to say anything. Your actions alone, the way you live your life, the way you conduct your life, um, are enough to represent who you are. You know, Jesus said, the works that I do alone declare who I am. Um, those aren't the exact words I paraphrase it, but, you know, that's pretty much what he said. Um, and everybody else said, how can a man who does these works not come from God? Um, the very the, the very way you live your life, the very words you do when you're out there, will declare to the world who you are. They'll declare who you believe in. Um, they'll declare who you're following. So, you know, seriously, if you're going to go out there and you're going to proclaim your one thing or another, make sure it's real. Make sure you're actually believing what you declare. Don't go out there. I, I'd almost rather people not go out there and say anything than to go out there and to say something and then turn around with the next breath and say and do something that's completely the opposite. Um, it's like hearing people say how amazing the Lord is and then two seconds later talking negative about someone. And it sends a, mis, a mixed signal to the world um, and a world out there that actually needs reality, they need hope, they need people who are real and who have real relationships with the Lord. Anyway, our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. We're gonna take a break and we'll be right back.
You know, you know, um, for all y'all who are listening, um, by no means, uh, the Lord has given um, us a vision of um, having a 24-hour online um, place for worship and a 24-hour online place for prayer where literally people from all over the world can call in and get prayer um, 24 hours a day. And we're not at that point yet. Um, We know the Lord's put it in our heart, and we know the Lord will um, provide a way for it to happen. Um, But I know for a fact it won't just be me, and it won't just be Chris, and it won't just be Paul, but it'll be a corporate group of believers. Um, And so if the Lord leads it on your heart to be an intercessor, and if the Lord has put it on your heart and you love to pray, um, please get a hold of us, um, because we... We always, always, always need help, um, and we um, by no means believe this um, ministry um, and this vision that the Lord's given us uh, it applies just to us. Um, it's for all of us. It's for the kingdom of God. It's for it's for His glory, um, and that's plain and simple. Um, so, because um, there's a there's a lot of people who have expertise in one area or another. And um, a lot of things that we don't do. Uh, an example is um, the website we have, which is prayerinternational.org. Um, it's not the best website out there. I built it myself so I can actually say it's not the best website out there. But I'm not that good at building websites. And if there was anybody out there who knew about how to be- how to build a better website, you know, by all means, please come and help us. Um if you have, it's, you know, my wife has, like, been on, like, for the last couple of days, she keeps saying that we need to use our talents. And, you know, it's true. There's many people out there, whether you're a worship leader, and you can um, just volunteer a little bit of your time to just get online and worship the Lord. Because, you know, we do have people um, from every nation, it seems, from the last time I checked, at least every continent from the last time I checked, um, if not every nation, uh, people who listen to this show seven days a week and people who are constantly um, listening in and calling in and trusting the Lord and people who've been delivered and people who've been saved and people who've been healed. And, you know, um, and we're trusting the Lord to increase that um, as much as in his as in his as is in his will. I don't know why I can't talk tonight to do. Um because I'd really that's the biggest vision we had was um you know, when we were sitting around me and Chris were sitting around and talking about it and one day and and it's like, you know what, how awesome would it be if there was a website where not where you could go and just type in a prayer request and hit submit and then that be the end of it and then hope that someone really prays for you. But how awesome would it be if there was a place online where people could go, go just go to a website no matter what country they're in, whether it's on like their computer or whether it's on their, their telephone or whatever or their iPad and they just need prayer right then for whatever it is. Because they're facing something right then, and they really need to hear the voice of the Lord. Um, where they could just go somewhere um, and literally have someone else on the on the other end who is there to pray for them. 
and, you know, not just a telephone number that they could call where they could hear a voice, but literally they could go and actually see someone 24 hours a day, um, someone who was there to pray for them, and that's what we want. We want to have enough intercessors, enough people who seriously um, spend time with the Lord and hear the voice of the Lord, who can be on, who can be online, um, maybe for 20 minutes, maybe for an hour, maybe for two hours, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, um, to just be there for people when they need it. Um, because, you know, that's what we do seven seven days a week. Um, we don't come in here hoping or expecting that we're going to have an amazing message. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit moves night after night, and there's some some really good messages that come out of it. And the Holy Spirit um, really uses us at times. But it's not about necessarily about the messages. It's about, it's about the fact that people who need the Lord call in and we're here for them. And we don't care if we play one message or we if we, like, have any messages. Because, you know, some nights we'll preach for two hours straight because the Lord will put something on our hearts. Or... Sometimes we'll play worship music almost the entire two hours, and then there's sometimes where we can't say anything and we can't even play music. <clears throat> excuse me, because so many people are calling in for prayer, and we leave it open for the Holy Spirit that way, and so that whatever direction He wants to go any particular night, you know what? It, it's our hands are off, and it, we let Him do whatever He wants, and you know. Um, so we're like this church service tomorrow morning. Um, it's not because we think it's going to be great to have a church service and that we can have our own church service. It's because, you know what, there's going to be someone at 10 o'clock in the morning who's going to need to hear from the Lord. And, you know, I don't know who they are. Paul doesn't know who they are, but the Lord does. And we want to make ourselves available. And the Lord willing, in the next within the next year, we will be live 24 hours a day. Um, we're literally... No matter who you are, no matter what you need, someone's going to be there for you when you go to our website. Um, because, the, you know, we don't really know how to run a ministry as well. Um, we don't have all the experience of running a ministry. We're doing all this by faith and just making ourselves available to the Lord. Um, and because that's what's really important. It's the fact that um, there's a whole world out there of millions and millions of people who need prayer for so many different things and so many people who need a touch from the Lord. And it's so different. Um, everybody needs something different from the Lord. Someone will need healing and someone will need a financial miracle and someone will need um, a family member delivered of some addiction and someone will have a relationship that's falling apart, but they really want to trust the Lord and they really want to believe the Lord that he can restore it. And, you know, we see the Lord do all that on this show. And, you know, it's an honor every night to even come on here and even to be able to, to do a show online. Um, a year and a half ago, we didn't even know Blog Talk existed. Um, the Lord actually pointed us to Blog Talk, um, and it was just out of the blue one day. We, were, we started off just putting um, videos on the website, and the next thing you know, we're doing an international radio show and not only having it because having an international radio show, but also having people who um, from all over the world who are calling in and are getting their lives changed. And,
because you know it's not it's not about some special anointing. It's about knowing the Lord Jesus. Because as Paul and Chris will tell you, it's the same Holy Spirit in us that's in you. And you know, we want you to be able to be equipped to do the work of the Lord. We want you to be encouraged that the Lord can and will use you um, right where you're at. You don't have to necessarily go to some foreign nation to do mission work. You know, the Lord will call some people to do that. But, you know, some people, sometimes the Lord just calls people to do stuff right where they're at. You know, there's someone at your job who needs the Lord, who needs something from the Lord, who is really um, expecting and hoping for a miracle. And you have the answer to that miracle. <coughs> Excuse me, because you know the Lord Jesus. Um, and you can walk in the same anointing and the same power of all of the disciples. Jesus said you could. And you can, and even more importantly than even signs and wonders, is the relationship you have with the Lord that you can share with people that will change their heart. And it won't just change their heart. You know, you talk to someone who is, say, we have a good friend of ours who listens faithfully to the show, who lives in Singapore, um, which is thousands of miles away from me and Paul. And, you know, there's an entire nation there that they have the ability to change to bring the light of the gospel to an entire nation that me and Paul may never step in and there's some people who live in Australia and some people in Africa and some people in the United States and you know you have the ability um, to literally live the word of God and So we have someone in the chat room right now um, There's not necessarily I don't know why they're in there Or what they want um, But you know everybody needs the Lord So let me just leave it at that um, Father for the person who just entered the chat room Lord And may all be fun and games now, Father, but I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would touch them, Lord, that you would um, show yourself to be real and living to them. Father, what area of area of their heart that they're hurting in, Lord, whatever wounds they have, Father, I pray that you would heal them in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Father. Show them the love which you have for them, Lord. Show them that they're not alone and you know as you said that you're not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance father father I ask in the name of Jesus Lord that you would reveal your son Jesus to them father as the word declares that you so love the world that you sent Jesus that whoever would believe would not perish but have everlasting life father and that applies to this person too Lord so, Father, I know how special this person is to you, Father, and I know how much you love them. 
So, Father, I ask that you would show it to them, Lord. Reveal it to them, Father. Make it a reality in their life, Father. Whatever it takes, Lord, for you to reveal yourself to them, Father, we trust you, Lord. Father, we ask that you would put a hedge of protection around them, Father, that you would guard them, Lord, that you would keep them, Father. Your word declares a man plans his ways, but you direct their steps, Father. So, Lord, I ask that you would direct their steps to you. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's tr- you know, the funny thing is, it um, doesn't matter who it is out there. It doesn't matter what you think about really anybody. Um, it matters what the Lord thinks about them. Um, you know, there's a story in the Bible about a woman who was um, a prostitute, and some of the Pharisees caught her. And um, they already knew what the law said. Um but they brought her to Jesus, um, possibly hearing of his compassion, because he claimed to be the Son of God, um, because he did things differently than what they had expected of someone to, who claimed to be the Messiah. And so they brought this woman to Jesus and just to pretty much test him and to see what he would do. And, you know, probably all the Pharisees and all the scribes and all the so-called religious elite and Maybe even some of the regular people in the town um, were like, okay, well, she's just a prostitute. She doesn't really mean anything. She's not that important. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's not what Jesus said. He said, um, whoever is among you that doesn't have sin, let him cast the first stone. Let him be the first person to judge her. And then he stooped down to the ground and started writing. And... It says that one by one, every one of these accusers dropped their rocks and they turned around and walked away. Now, the Bible doesn't actually say what he was writing on the ground. We can only guess. Um, My guess um, is that he bent down to the ground and, and the dirt, or he started writing out the names of all the sins that all these accusers had committed or sins that they were currently committing. And they were convicted in their heart one by one, realizing that they weren't any different. Yeah, this woman was just caught in a sin, but they realized that um, they were sinners too. And, you know, when you look at someone out there, whether they're lost, um, you, you have to take a different perspective to the world than the way the world looks at the world because the world will classify and judge and um, put everybody in little boxes and little groups and try to make their own value for people but we know from the love of the father that he doesn't make any any distinction the Bible says that (laughs) excuse me I was sick yesterday so I'm still a little um, coffee um the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short the glory of God. It says no, there's none righteous, no, not one. Um, in Ephesians, it says, um, for by grace you are saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. You know, and it's sort of like we were talking about sin in the first part of the broadcast. Before you want to go and point your finger and declare to someone that they're a sinner, 
make sure you're looking at him with the eyes of the Lord. Make sure you're actually um, having the compassion that comes from the Lord. And thinking about those people the way the Lord thinks about them. Because while you may see him as one way or you may see him as another, it really doesn't matter. All that really matters is how the Lord sees people. And he sees them as, like he declared, lost sheep. He said if he had um, 90, 100 sheep and even one went astray, he would go after the one. Because that one is just as valuable as the rest of them. And, you know, the Bible says that we're all members of one another. Each one of us having our own function. It says, it sort of describes it like a body. You know, some people, could, you could be a hand or a foot or a, or an eye or a mouth or whatever purpose you have in this body. And you and not and it's not complete without all the members. And, you know, one person who's lost that you see on the street who doesn't know the Lord, you never actually know what purpose the Lord has for them. Because the Bible says in Jeremiah 1, he's, he told Jeremiah, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Which means the Lord knew Jeremiah before Jeremiah took his first breath. The Lord had already saw and declared that he had a plan and a purpose for Jeremiah's life. And we're no different, and the people in this world that are no different. The Lord, before we took our first breath, had a plan for our lives. He said, I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. You know, Jesus reiterated it when he said, you know, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You know, people don't necessarily know what their purpose is until they meet the person who created their purpose and created them. And until that point, they never truly know what purpose and what value they have. They'll have the value that the world declares, which is based on a, a, a bunch of world standards that are passing away and a world that's corrupt and follows its own heart. But, you know, God said that every single person has as intrinsic value to him that can't be measured. He said the very hairs on your head are numbered. Every single hair on your head was numbered whether you realized it or not. You know, whether, you know, the, one of my favorite movies, um, there's a quote that says, some things are true whether you believe in them or not. And regardless of what you think about the love of God, regardless of what you think about God in general, um, regardless of if you believe he's real, he is. And regardless of if you believe that he really loves you, he does. And... You know, when it says that Jesus died in the Bible, when it says that Jesus died for your sins, it, it's real and it's true. And, you know, me and Paul could both um, go into great detail about our relationships with the Lord or how we met the Lord. But for all of you listening tonight who don't know the Lord, um, you know, he is real. I could um, never fully in any sort of words that would mean anything explain to you how real he is and how much he really does love us and it's not just me but it's you too it's not just Paul but it's everybody 
um, and I know the world, the Christians out there, um, and I use Christ, and I say Christians, and I mean the the, the church as a whole, um, not necessarily one denomination or one group, but in general as a whole, <clears throat> don't really display the love of God to the world. Um, we're really quick to judge the world, but not pray for them. We're really quick to declare our own opinions over them, but not declare the word of the Lord to them. And the word of the Lord is that he loves you with an everlasting love. And no matter what you've ever done, it doesn't make any difference because it doesn't change how much he loves you. It doesn't change the fact that he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And so whether or not anybody's ever told you that, it's true. And on top of that, he wants a relationship with you. He wants you to know him. And you may not think that's possible. And it may sound strange and hokey or whatever else for me to say that God wants to have a relationship with you. But it's one of those things that's true whether you believe it or not. Um, And it's one of those things that until you've had it, you can never really fully understand what it's like to have a relationship with God himself. But the Bible declares that that's what he wants. And so, you know, for all you listening, um, think of it this way. Every single lost person out there is someone that the Lord wants to have a relationship with. It's someone that the Father wants to know and wants to have communion with and fellowship with. And so before you go and judge his sheep, realize that you're judging his sheep and some something, someone that's a prized possession to him, whether or not they believe in him yet or not. Um, because he wouldn't have created him if they didn't have a special purpose. They wouldn't have, God wouldn't have created him if he didn't love them and didn't have a plan for their lives. Um, so, and you know, um, people will go out there and say whatever they want, and people who don't believe in the Lord are going to say whatever they want. It doesn't matter. You know, Elijah stood on the mountain and he said, um, choose to stay who you are serve. Um, the Bible says those who are going to be wicked, let them be wicked still. Those who are going to be righteous, be righteous still. Um, if you're living your life, in the spirit and you're walking with him you're spending time communing with the father you know he'll change your heart toward the world he'll change your perception of the world he'll change instead of being um upset or whatever about what someone does the first response you'll have isn't condemnation and it won't be um gossiping or bickering or anything else but it'll be prayer you know, as the Bible says that the words of our—I mean, the words of our mouth—are um, are living, and you know we can speak blessing or cursing. Well, you can either say something negative about someone and speak a curse over them, or you can just start praying for them and speak a blessing over their life and start declaring the word of God over their life. Because you know, as He said, "My word will not return to me void." So, what would happen if? there was someone who was lost, someone who didn't know the Lord. And you started declaring the plans and purposes of God over their life. You started speaking the word of God over their life, whether you talk to them or not. 
it doesn't really matter. You know, we pray for people and all across the world who we may never actually physically see, we may never actually physically speak to, but it doesn't mean the prayers go unanswered because the Bible says if we know he hears us, we know we have the things we ask of him. And, you know, he even said that he looked for an intercessor and the eyes of the Lord go to and for the earth seeking whom he may show himself strong. And, you know, you can speak blessings into people's lives and you can command the darkness to leave and start declaring the word of God over them and see their life change without ever talking to them because the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what the um, enemy, the spirit of this age declares. You can't overrule the word of God. Anyway, our um, call in number 619-638-8458. And, wow, we only have like 20 minutes left. I didn't even realize how quick the time went, Paul. Um, so, um, so that being said, um, I think I'm lighting up. Um, so, you know, ever since we started doing this broadcast, um, we've always had people come into the chat rooms or whatever and say one thing or the other, and, you know, y y you can tell that they're not really here to get a touch from the Lord. But it doesn't mean that the Lord's not touching their heart. Um it doesn't mean that the, the Holy Spirit isn't actually um, drawing them um, to him. And, you know, when God starts drawing you into his presence, your flesh is going to fight it. The enemy is going to fight it. The enemy is going to do whatever he can to prevent you from getting to a place where God can touch you. And so um, we always have to be um, mindful of the plans of the enemy and the plans of God for someone's life and deciding on whose side we're going to be on are, you know, and it's like we were talking about gossiping at the beginning of the broadcast. Um, you know, some people will say that the worst sin out there right now is like homosexuality or adultery. Well, you know what? There's not really much difference between someone who's committing a sin in their own body and someone who's um, committing a sin that actually brings a curse upon someone else. Um, you may say that someone who's an alcoholic is committing the worst sin, but then again, that's something they're doing to themselves. Yet, when you're um, speaking negative words over someone, you're causing curses to actually come upon them, whether you realize it or not. Um, but at least that's what the Bible says. I'm not saying that any sin is worse than any other because they're not. They're all the same, and Jesus died to free us all from sin and from the bondage of sin. And through his blood, we all have forgiveness. Um, but you know what? I'm going to say something in the next 16 minutes. Um, and you know what? You can take this as you want to take it. Um, you know what? I say, like I always say, um, seek the Lord with everything. Um, anything you hear on this show, um, anything we say, um, if you don't believe it, if you don't, whatever, take it to the Lord and see what he says. Um, because in the end, 
the Bible says the Holy Spirit will re- reveal the things of the heart of the Father, the things of God to you. It says the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God and reveals them unto us. And even with the Word of God, you need the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. So here, let me just throw this out here for all of you tonight, and um, then you can take it into your prayer closets and talk to the Lord about it. But I have a mentor, um, probably one of the most amazing men of God that I've ever met in my life, and scary in a way because he spent so much time with the Lord. Um, But here's something he said. One day we were sitting down talking at um, lunch, and he always liked to go to, um, what's that place, on the border where they have fajitas. And, you know, we were sitting down talking one day, and he looked at me and he said, you know, when you're growing up as a kid in church, they always tell you that your thoughts are private and your thoughts are just between you and the Lord. I don't actually think that's true. I think, um, and what he said to me is that your thoughts are just as loud as your voice in the spiritual realm. And, you know, your very thoughts can bring someone into bondage whether you realize it or not. Um, you know, Papa Moses, who comes on the show quite a bit, will tell you that when you're praying for someone, you don't need to see them uh, in sin or see them as they necessarily are, but you need to see them how God sees them. And, you know, you need to, the Bible says, when a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And, you know, when you're thinking of other people, you need to actually be mindful of that. You know, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ, and we need to train our minds. Um, The Bible says to bring into captivity every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, which means not only do we have to train our tongue, we have to train our our thought life, Um, because a lot of the battle that we face um, happens in the way we think. Um, Because the way you think will change your life Um, The way you think will Will actually determine What's in your heart And it will determine what comes out of your mouth And as we know what comes out of your mouth Has a living effect on the world around you And um, So I I personally think That your thoughts In the spiritual realm are just as loud As your voice in the physical realm But that's just me Anyway Paul Uh I'm just gonna. I'll just leave that there, and then people can go pray about it. So I'm sort of. I'm sort of excited about tomorrow morning, um, our new 10 a.m. church service. Um, I'm sort of not because Chris is actually going to be, um, be preaching in a church, um, his in his church tomorrow. So or he has. He's actually doing children's church for the next month um, and preaching in the children's church at his church, and so. Um, It'll just probably be me and you um, For the next uh, month On our Sunday morning services Um, And I don't really know How it's going to go I've never ran a church service before Especially one that's online um, Which I guess gives us some kind of freedom Because we don't have to have like the strict schedule And we can pretty much just do Whatever the Holy Spirit says And um, just see what what he does Um, I'm sort of excited To see because I have a feeling that 
just as people call in to these um, shows at night, every night, that people are going to start calling into the Sunday morning church services, and we'll see the same amount of healings and the same amount of people getting saved and the same amount of people getting delivered and lives being changed. Um, so for that reason, I'm excited. Um, I'm really, I'm still sort of nervous about it because it's going to be the first one we do. Um, so it'll be like a work in progress with us and the Lord and an undertaking that uh, we're doing with the, with God. And um, Because as like the disciples said, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to be available um, pretty much whenever we can be. Um, and you know what I said earlier tonight about if any of you out there know anything about building a website or have special talents for that, uh, by all means, please email me or call us because um, there's a lot of things that um, we would like to do um, and with the website. And um, it'd be nice to have help with it because um, I can only do so much because I only know so much. Um, it'd be amazing to have people who um, were worship leaders or people who just knew how to worship the Lord to get on and get on our website and actually do that too. Um, or just people to pray. And, you know, besides that, even if you're not on the air or you're not on the website or whatever, um, you know, seriously, just all of you out there who pray for us on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, um, it doesn't matter. Um, cause we constantly need prayer to, so, um, cause we face just as much, um, struggle as everybody else. Um, and um, we're just as real as everybody else. And so we always need your prayer as much as possible. That Because um, we always want to make sure that we're doing everything um, um, through the will of God. And we want to make sure that we're always sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants to do at any particular moment. And we always want to be obedient to him, no matter what that looks like. Because, you know, sometimes um, obedience... Um, can't be judged based on what you necessarily think is right or what you feel is right at a moment. Sometimes the Lord will tell you to do things and you'll have absolutely no clue what he's talking about or why he's saying to do it. You'll just know that you feel led by the Lord to do something. And um, we have to trust that when he says something, he has a plan for it. Uh, sometimes the Lord will tell you that you need to go to this place, this place, or this place, and you'll have no idea how you're going to get there or what's going to happen once you get there, but um, the Lord does. And, you know, through your faith and trusting him, you learn to be obedient to him, and you see the blessings come out of it, and you see him use you through it. Um, you know, you can be on a street corner, and the Lord tell you to go up and pray for someone, and you may have no idea who the person is, what's going on. You, they may not even look sick. But, you know, it could just be that the Lord, that that, ro that person at that moment is really needing a touch from the Lord, and you are the closest person who knows the Lord around them. And so the Lord decides, the Lord wants to use you. And so you have to learn to be uh, sensitive to his call, to him calling and him leading you and learn to be obedient um, when he says something, because you never know what the end result could be. Um you know, I, I said this a long time ago, and I'll say it again. Um, I, read in, I read somewhere, and I think it's right, that um, 
Jesse, I mean, not Jesse Duplantis, that Billy Graham was saved on a beach somewhere by someone who, or in some revival meeting or somewhere like that. And, um, but not, nobody really, I don't know, and I don't really know that many of my friends who know the name of the person who led Billy Graham to the Lord. I do know that Billy Graham has had possibly hundreds of thousands of online, um, of, of um, TV shows, and he's had thousands of meetings and thousands of revivals. And between radio shows and TV shows and um, live in-person meetings, millions and millions and millions of people have given their lives to the Lord Jesus. And, you know, such an amazing um, ministry um, to have the opportunity to, to see, to actually be used to the Lord to change, to, to see that many people's lives changed. And um, because you know what, when someone when someone gives their heart to the Lord, it's not just their their life that gets changed; it's the lives of their family, and for generations and generations. And so, you know, Billy Graham has this amazing has this amazing ministry. But what about the person who led him to the Lord? What if that was the only person he led to the Lord? Well, you know, the Bible says that some of us sow, some of us water, and some some plant, and um, some harvest, and we don't always do the same. Sometimes you're going to sow over here, and you'll plant the seed of knowledge of the Lord, and sometimes you're just watering the ground, <coughs> and sometimes you'll have the honor of and the privilege of getting to be the person that actually harvests and leads someone to the Lord. But we all serve a, serve a purpose whenever the Lord wants to use us. And so, you know, this one person who led Billy Graham to the Lord, um, he still has a, a reward in heaven for his obedience. And, you know, he probably had no idea who Billy Graham was, probably never heard his name. Billy Graham had never done anything at that point. All I knew is he was being obedient to the Lord, and, um, and he talked to Billy Graham about the Lord, and he got saved. And then... He disappeared. He went to do whatever he was doing. And, you know, he had no idea that the Lord was going to use Billy Graham or in the way he did. And in the same way, when you're out there in the world and you see someone, regardless of what they look like, regardless of what they act like or what you really think of them, you don't really know what purpose the Lord is going to have for them. You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul, um, I mean, he went around um, killing Christians and persecuting the church. And most Christians were scared of him. And they would have had no idea the amazing ministry and the amazing work the Lord had planned for him. Um, the fact that um, I think it's like um, a third or a third of the New Testament was written by him. And... Um, so that being said, um, when I was saying about like when you go out there and you see people in this world, make sure you have the the mind of the Lord when you're looking at people and you're looking at them through His eyes and through His heart, because you really never know um, the life that you change by being obedient to the Father. Um, that person could win a million people to the Lord. So, anyway. Uh, we only have about four minutes left um, So for Paul And myself um, Just want to thank you once again for listening tonight 
And tomorrow morning, uh, Central Standard Time, on our website, which is prayerinternational.org, uh, we're going to have a 10 a.m. Sir, um, well, we, we, I guess we're going to call it a 10 a.m. church service. We're just going to have a 10 a.m. Holy Spirit fire falling worship of the Lord and see what the Lord does tomorrow service. Uh, so if you can, please tune in. If you need prayer after we go off the air, our you can our email address is prayerinternational at gmail dot com. And so all of you have a good night. Um and we will talk to you again tomorrow night, either tomorrow at ten AM or tomorrow night at ten PM. So have a good night.